Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. E-Presence manages social media for professionals who desire to enhance and strengthen their personal e-brands. I'm Mark Galvin, and we're coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. We're thrilled to have everyone here with us today. This is our second show, and very excited to be here. Plus, we bring a great guest to the uh, to the show today, Mr. John McKee. John is a business development contractor. Uh, he's an author, a patent awardee, speaker, and entrepreneur. He's author of a 2016 best new book, business book called Nothing Happens Until the Meeting is Set, which was formally recommended by Jeff Hoffman, co-founder of Priceline.com. Hey, I'd like to meet him, by the way. And Kevin Harrington, original shark from Shark Tank. John has 26 years of connecting people and business products with, at one meeting at a time, has over 25,000 arranged meetings. He currently serves as the VP of Business Development for Captivate Search Marketing here in Atlanta. And John, we're glad you're here. How are you, sir? It's great to be here. I'm fantastic. Thanks, Mark. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. And, and John is a good friend. We met with the DeKalb Chamber of Commerce. He's a gentleman that has done, uh, you've done great work on social media. Uh, you're someone that we can all learn from. So I'm glad you had the time today and was able to carve this time out for us. So let's get rolling. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of uh, talking about general LinkedIn stuff and John's going to weigh in and then we'll, we'll really pivot to John and we're going to put the screws on him. We're going to ask him <laughs> a lot of fun stuff about the things that, you, that he's been doing. So let's start here. One of the things, and, and John, you, have talked, you and I have talked about this before. Sure. One of the things that you, you want to do on LinkedIn is you want to get found, right? Absolutely. So one of the ways that you need to get found is to optimize that headline. What do you know about that? Well, I agree. And, and I didn't always know that either. You know, you go up there and you put your title, right? I mean, you see a lot of people right. just doing that, right? And that's not, that well, is the way some people do it. Well, but truth is, I got to tell you, the yeah. big sec dark secret, when you fill out your profile, that's what LinkedIn tells you to do. It probably is. Yeah, they said, yeah. Put, your, put your title and where you work. Right. But why wouldn't you want to do that? Why does that make well, sense? Well, I mean, it's the way the, the site's designed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that it's optimized via keywords as well. So you want to talk about who I am and what do I do? Exactly. Now, so for the record, you know, John works for the company that works on SEO optimization. So he knows about optimizing and, and word choice is extremely important. So that headline is this. It's that line Right below, your, right below your photograph is your name. And below that is where most people will put their title. President of XYZ Corp or uh, sales manager at the Sinesta Hotel, right? Don't do that. What we recommend is that you pick the words that will best help people find you. So uh, let's use an example here. Well, if, go ahead. Let's, let's take the Sinesta salesperson sure. right, that I just made up. I probably ought to meet that person. We might need to have them in here next week. <laughs> Bring them in. That's right. So they should probably have a word in there that says something about sales, right? Definitely, mm -hmm. you know, they are mm -hmm. in hotel sales. But what do they do? They sell meeting rooms and catering and food and beverage events. So Conference. Uh, right. Good. Exactly. Yeah, right. let's, they should pick those words. Somehow drop them in there. It doesn't have to be a complete sentence. In fact, if it's a sentence, it looks a little odd. But drop them in there. I, I'm going to read yours right off the internet here. Sure. You have on your profile, business development contractor, author, best new business book award, speaker, 
patent awardee entrepreneur. Keywords. So all those are exactly all those are keywords. Very important. What we recommend is you build that out. Having a title in there is important, but if you're a senior vice president, you don't need to put in senior vice president. Put in SVP. Everybody knows what that means. Right. Nobody's going to search for. Oh, I want the. I want to find a senior vice president in Atlanta. Having it in there is important as SVP, but outside of that, come up with those signature, those those search engine optimization words that really will help people find you. Anyway, exactly what you do. And back to your hotel uh, friends here, you know, you set up business meetings as well. You offer conferences, so you wanna you wanna have that kind of information in there. Perfect. Exactly. And then below that, the next thing you should do is look for something called the summary. The summary is the section that's below that headline piece. And it's really where you can, it's a free form field. It's, it's got a ton of characters. I want to say there's 2,500 characters and it may actually be 2,000 characters. But in that space is where you can really grow and, and explain more about who you are and what you can do in a much more specific manner. And the thing I suggest is find those SEO words that did not fit into your header and put them there. And okay. you can even bullet them, right? right. How do you guys come up with it, Captivate? And, and I may be uh, a little off topic here, but you guys work on finding SEO words. How, do you, how does one come up with those if I don't know my SEO words? Is there any suggestion we could give to someone to find them? Well, it's fairly scientific. I mean, it is uh, uh, behavioral content that we're looking for yeah. when we're doing that kind of stuff. So we use a, a different type of methodology on a website than we would like a, like a LinkedIn. Sure. So, I mean, it's a little backwards reversed uh, technology coming forward. So we're looking at behavioral data when it comes to like a website, but with LinkedIn, I think it just comes down to keywords, writing it. You know, I think you can, we can use hashtags there as well. You yeah. could. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm thinking is, you know, I bet I could find someone that does what I do and see how they describe themselves. I could go onto their profile, you know, big secret here, right? right. <laughs> Let's go out and find people who do what we do and see what words they're using to describe themselves. And that could help us find those words. Because I'm thinking, you know, if I don't know a word, if, mm-hmm. I'm, if, I'm, if I'm struggling, where, what resource could I reach out to? So go onto a LinkedIn profile is one. You could also go to, to uh, websites of organizations that are in your industry and look at how they're describing themselves. And it's possible that you could pick up a couple SEO words that way too. Is that true? Absolutely. And do, yeah. some, do some research. Obviously, do your research. You can obviously hire somebody right. <laughs> to do it. Well, yeah. yeah. But, you uh, and I could help like them with that, you. right? <laughs> like Mark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, John can come up with the SEO words and we can put them into your summary for you. <laughs> but so the needless, the most important thing here is let's make sure that you're building out your summary. Don't, do not skip that. And another question that comes up about summaries oftentimes is, do I put in my summary what is it, what I'm currently doing or should I put that under the company that is listed further down? So, you know, a little example here. As I look down someone's profile, you've got the header which describes them. Right below that's a summary. And below that is where I get to, let's call it the itemization of their their history, right? Um, it's called the experience section. So uh, right now, John, you're working with Captivate Search Marketing. If you look at mine, you'll see ePresence there. Underneath that, should I list out all of my uh, company information under the experience or should I put under summary? And here's what I recommend. 
You really want to focus on being found doing what you do today. So what I recommend is go to your summary and describe in your summary what you're doing now, what your company does, and then uh, and how you can help someone. And then under the experience, let that ex- let that speak for itself. You can drill into more of what someone's doing, what you do at your job, on your past positions. But take again, take what you have for your current company and put it in the summary, because that's really that's where Google is going to spend the most time looking for people like you. So quick tips there. Uh, on headline and summary, I'd love to, I'm going to get into a little bit of security settings. So, I, John, you you know I have a, a business partner, Deborah Dietzler. By the way, Deborah's not with us today because she is on a cruise going through the Panama Canal. So That's just we, horrible. We feel very <laughs> sorry for her. Uh, but uh, would, she's uh, she'll be thrilled to get back and she'll be thrilled to actually mention her today. Um, but one of the things that uh, I always talk about is security settings. And there are two things I want to mention today. Uh, these are simple security settings that if I was, uh, if I sat down with someone for five minutes, these are things I would tell them to change today. If you are sharing all of your connections with your connections, I recommend that you turn it off. The default setting, by the way, the default setting is mm-hmm. it's on. So what, what am I talking about here? These are, this is a setting that says, if I'm connected to you, John, correct on LinkedIn, mm-hmm that you can see all my connections. Now, right. if you're not connected to me, you don't see my connections, right? right? So right. it only happens when we're connected. Why would I care if you can see all my connections? Well, if it's a collaborative type of connection, then it isn't such a, a big deal. But if right. we're competitive in nature uh, or any type of overlap of any sort, I can look at your client list. I'm presuming that on LinkedIn, these are some of your business clients, right? You bet. Um, so, you mean, yeah. wait, wait, you, do you connect to your competitors? In some occasions, I have there's 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 some that are on there, but it's absolutely. But I have mine shut off, which right. is what you're going to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. So, if if all of your connections are on, and I am a competitor of yours, I, I can tell you the first place I'm going to do as soon as I connect to you, <laughs> I'm going to go to your list. <laughs> absolutely. Who do, who are your customers, right. and should I be trying to target those customers? So that's why we say that. Now, there are some industries where it may make sense that you should leave your connections on because it could help you. But I recommend turn those connections off and, um, and you, just protect, you just protect yourself from, um, from sharing that with anybody that you don't want to. The next thing is on the right-hand side of your profile, as you page down, I want to say it's about, oh, I don't know, 25% of the way down on the right-hand side of the profile is something called People Also Viewed. Um, John's over there looking on his uh, phone at it. And I don't know, I think it shows up further down on the phone. I don't, I'm at the top of my head. I can't remember, but here's the thing. It's important. You want to turn that off. And the reason is because you have no control over that. So again, talking about competitors, John, Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. I go in and I'm looking for someone that does the kind of work that you do, chances are likely I'm shopping. Right. And I'm going to look at you, and then I'm going to go find somebody who does what you do. So automatically, the people also viewed column is going to show me correct. the other people that do things like what you do. Very similar, right? And and yes, that is correct. And on the mobile, I don't think it does that. I'm not yeah. seeing it, but on the desktop, I believe. Which, yeah. important to mention, yeah. 60% yeah. of LinkedIn users are using it on the mobile version, by the way. Right. So most of you out there are using that mobile side. So here's what's important is you can turn that off. 
because it looks like an endorsement. And if someone is not really familiar with the way LinkedIn works, they may think that you had something to do with those people being there. Correct. So I recommend you turn that off. And, and I have a, I can give you an example of, uh, there was a, a cross country coach who had people, nefarious people that were showing up in, in her feed and her, co- her parents, uh, this is a, a high school cross country coach, the parents that she was, uh, that she was, of the kids that she was coaching ended up on her LinkedIn profile and got a little upset because of the type of people that were showing up on her feed. So you said, you can't control it. You can just, just turn that off. And that's writing your settings. If you don't know how to do that, you're welcome to go to epresence.me, shoot me a note. And I have a quick guide that I can send over that'll help you work through that. So uh, just some quick tips there that every month, every month we will share some information on LinkedIn that you can use every day while you're using LinkedIn. And this is, uh, we, we format this for the individual user to help you uh, really leverage LinkedIn. So John McKee, we, you and I have talked a lot about social media and, and I've seen the work that you do online and you're, you're pretty amazing. Who is your audience online? It depends on the platform. As you know, um, you know it's different uh, with Facebook than it is LinkedIn and Twitter. So the two I spend the most time on are uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Facebook has more of my f- true, you know, my friends, my family. It's starting to change right. um, because, you know, it, the whole idea that people were on there playing games is sort of passing now. Right. And you can use it for business tool. We all know how uh, amazing Facebook can be. It's it's the gorilla in the room, but yeah, uh, so believe it or not, I'm I've I've I'm I'm still migrating that myself because I'm B two B. I spend right. more time on Twitter and LinkedIn, so those will be my business prospects, business clients, etc. So the million dollar question, I always get this: Why Twitter? Well, instant now, um, you can connect immediately. You can have a conversation. Uh, in the middle of the day, if you so choose, you can direct message somebody. You can, I like it for following if I'm looking for prospective clients. Sure. So I don't usually use it more to communicate with a, a one-on-one. It's more I'm profiling maybe a prospective client and it'll allow me to ping them and allow me to follow them. Um, and then if they follow you back, obviously, then you can engage, right? Sure. But you don't want to, you know, immediately just start going down their list, hitting like, 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 like. They, right. they might, they might shut you off. <laughs> they, they can block <laughs> you. True. Yeah, so you exactly. Gotta, so you got to be careful. You have to be, you know, you have to, you know, be cognizant of, of what you're doing. Right. So. Good. So you do most of your interacting on LinkedIn, though. It sounds like that's the platform you find most attractive. Yeah, with the social media platforms, yes, Um, because I'm also using an upgraded version. Uh, As you know, LinkedIn offers quite a few different product suites, one of which is Navigator. So that's an upgraded sort of a CRM. Uh, Now that Microsoft owns it, who knows where we'll head with that. But but it does have CRM functionality, and because I'm in B2B and, and business development, Mm-hmm. Um, I can send direct in mails to connections that I'm not connected to, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. So you use Sales Navigator as a, a mining tool to find new clients. Is Absol- that right? That's right. Yeah. Can you briefly describe how that would work on Sales Navigator? Can, give yeah. us an example, because yeah. I I do get this question a lot. Sure. Does, sure. It, should I should I pay for First of all, should I pay for LinkedIn? Right. And then, uh, and then should I subscribe to this sales navigator? And this will help people understand if they should or should. Mm-hmm. The main function to me, 
and I'm not a LinkedIn expert by any means, but I have been an avid user for right. quite some time now. Um, the main thing is that in-mail function I just talked to you about, mm-hmm. that I don't have to be connected to XYZ Inc. or the CEO or the VP or the CMO, whoever. I can go right to their profile, right? I can go to their right. company profile first off, and then I can look for the employees, right? And then I can find the employee I'm after to make that connection. Right in. And yeah. I can send them an endnote. Now, they don't have to accept it, right? And, right. And, and by the way, I know when they do. It tells me if it's pending oh, or, that's cool. or if it has been accepted. Good. If it has been accepted, I'm, <laughs> hopefully I get a note back saying whatever their response is. Do you find that they respond to LinkedIn in mail more than they do to email? Oh, boy. Good question. Um, you know, it's, it's a good question. It's becoming about 50-50. It, yeah. It's... it's 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 as good on both. I'll be honest. I don't okay. see one being leveraged because I'm using them both. By the way, when Got I'm it. prospecting, right. I'm using both tools. Uh, and as funny as it may sound, and some may be listening, there's that guy that's emailing me and pinging me on LinkedIn <laughs> and following me that's on right. Twitter. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, what you're doing is you're trying to find the um, the location where your customer is really spending most spending of their, their time. time. Yeah, right. you know, and that's. And that's part of being a, a smart salesperson is to figure out where is your audience and meet them there. It's a very good point. Yeah. The landscape has absolutely changed with the the whole onset of digital. Uh, no question. Yeah, yeah, you know that you, yeah. you mentioned Facebook before. Facebook is is quickly becoming the place that you can meet uh, and interact with your with your clients. And the one thing, and I bring this up a lot, and, and I, I went to a luncheon today, as a matter of fact. And, uh, and I met someone and she was talking about a post that she made last week and she was frustrated because last Friday she thought she was, she thought she was really going to be smart and post something that said it's simply this. It says, she said, Hey, it's been a long week you know, to share what you've done this week. That's been exciting. And she said, nobody interacted with it. Why not? And, and, and I do think I, and I told her, I said, number one, don't stop trying to interact online. Right. But what I do recommend is think about this. If you're sitting at a table of 10 people and, and you know how those times, those depending on the makeup of the table, it can be a little quirky trying to talk to everybody at the table, trying to get them all to interact. And if you said to all the 10 people at the table, hey, share a success this week and everybody's going to lean back in their chair and, and cross their arms and say, I have nothing to share. That's probably the same thing that's happening online. But what if I said to the same group of people, hey, I'm looking for a sushi place for dinner tonight. Anybody have an idea? And everybody would jump in. Mm-hmm. The difference is, and this is what social media is so important, is that it is social. And you want to make sure that you're approaching it from a social perspective, that you're offering opportunities for people to interact with you where they easily want to interact. You can build relationships. You can conceptually see someone online and make sure, and connect with them in a way that is, quite frankly, can be can turn into either a good friendship mm-hmm. or a, a a good business relationship. But the friendship piece, you have to understand that is to me what I what we talk a lot about with our clients is we we want to make sure you're connecting to people on a personal level. So never forget that a very important thing, um, especially if you're posting something you're trying to elicit a response. You made a good point uh, when you first started that with. Um... The uh, whole thing was a good point. Don't well, tell me yeah. the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Well, I'm, I just meant from just the perspective kidding. of um, uh, she didn't get any engagement, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and a lot of people who started, even these major, major influencers, celebrity style people, 
at some point somebody started with a few users, right? And nobody right. responds, nobody talks, but just continue. As you said, you you hit that right on the head. Be consistent, continue to keep developing it. It is. I so put posts out. I don't, I don't get, right. and I think it's pretty good content, but, right. you know, and, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't get a like, but you keep moving. Yeah, and you learn from it too. Yeah, you see what right. posts people seem to respond to the most. Right. Uh, and, and that is an important thing. It's a, it is a learning process. We had a guest, uh, we've had a guest on the show before who said that if he doesn't get two or three, at least two or three people to interact with the post, he takes it down. That's a lot of work. I don't recommend that, but I do recommend posting, post some, uh, uh, be active, throw out some posts and then see how uh, how they perform and you'll know how to uh, what you should post in the future. So you do a lot of online content. You create a lot of interesting things. Tell me, how do you create your content? The most active, the most amount of time, I should rephrase that, that I spend is creating quotations, motivational, inspirational type items. And that's been a long process of originally just going back a few years to just curating other quotes. We talked about when you walked in, the Mark right. Twain thing, you know, um, where I would use a Mark Twain or a, or a Lincoln quote, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of started out doing that way and I started out using it as my work. But as time went on, I started realizing more and more the value of my own brand, right? So I'm like, I didn't want to curate that. Now I still curate content from Entrepreneur and, and Inc. and Forbes and, and other places. Um, but uh, the quotes I'm doing on my own and, and I've, I've stepped them up to where there's a visual aspect to it. There's a background. Um, and then I have to think through the quote. I, I think we were talking about, I recently just wrote a blog about, I think it's four or five, I think it's five easy steps on, on how to write your own content and it, using a quote. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just to describe. And all from your mobile phone. <laughs> see, that's, it, it, and it's yeah. so important. I'm amazed yeah. at how much work yeah. we can do from our phone these days. But I'm looking at a post that uh, John made, uh, I think it was today. Yeah, four hours ago. It's a, it's a picture. Uh, and, and most of your, and you're using a branding technique where you're, the coloring is the same on all your posts. And so most of them are black. And, That's right. Excuse me, black and white if I remember right. So uh, the one that today says, prove yourself. That's all that matters. Prove your, excuse me, it says prove yourself to yourself. That's all that matters. And then you have your, uh, your handle for, LinkedIn, or actually that's Twitter handle there. Yeah. And I am looking at your Twitter account. That would make and sense. It, and, and my handle matches. It's the same on Twitter and LinkedIn. It's consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Right. And that's an important yeah. thing. Yeah. If, if you're yeah. going to develop, as you develop your own brand online, use the same handle on all of the platforms. Yes, you can create a, uh, a URL for yourself on LinkedIn. Make sure it matches what you have on Twitter. And probably would. It's yeah. Typically, right. as you find them, they're going to be, if they're unique on Twitter, they're probably going to be unique sitting over there. And all, on, this, uh, all this content is free. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's taken me, you know, sometimes it could take me an hour. Right. Because I've done so many and now I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's next? But, uh, and then sometimes I'm curating older stuff I've printed, but everything that I've curated, whether it was old or, re- or, or, or created and recurated, has been done from pre- free platform. The images are free. The photo editor is mm-hmm. free. As far as the only, the deepest part about this is just the thought for the day, right? The thought, maybe something I experienced or something I read or I heard on a radio station like this just made me think, ah, you know, I had that aha moment. Right. And then I'll write it down or text myself and, and try to make no, it into my I, own. You, you're not using those Mark Twain tweets, right? <laughs> no, not no, anymore. Okay. I might have a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So the big joke is that uh, these days there's all the Mark Twain tweets that are out there or quotes, I should say. And uh, now Mark Twain has been quoted and he's really not quoting that anymore. They're not true quotes. Everybody just kind of, <laughs> I think that's a way to make them look more important. You know, right. like this one you have on your, on your page. Discipline is holding the course. You know, and then you could put that in quotes, say Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the record, Mark Twain did not say that. Or he may have. He may have. I have no idea. You didn't know that. You, you may have just, re, you know, just wanted <laughs> it's to. It's so hard to know. I mean, you come up with your own sayings, but I don't, you know, I don't start digging in to see, has somebody said that? It's just, it's what comes to my mind. Right. And, and if it is something, you know, there's like, you know, uh, like the Mark Gretzky quote, you know, you missed a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I obviously know that's right. Wayne Gretzky, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's a cool quote, by the way. That is a cool, that, yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So the other thing that you do on your feed is when you go to an event, you take photographs of the event and post it. And here's what's interesting is that um, a lot of folks may think, gosh, you know, I'm not so sure that I just want to take a picture of an event. Here's, I'm going to tell you what my impression is when I see that on your feed. I get the impression that you're doing a lot of good work, that you are someone that is heavily invested in the work that you do and your interest in success and that you're well-connected. Now, you don't say that. You don't say that on your posts. I get that impression. Now, what's interesting is I'm looking at this post and you, you were at a hotel in Atlanta and I see some of the public space and you just took some pictures. Right. The, why, why pictures? Why do you want to do that? Well, I, I mean, obviously it's visually stimulating. You're mm -hmm. going to capture the attention um, more so than just text, right? I mean, we know that. And in fact, if you were to go really ex uh, extravagant, you'd capture a 30-second video or something, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, there's m multiple reasons. One, I love the exposure mm -hmm. because generally anywhere that you go, whether it's a, and that was a venue, right? That was a, a, a chamber event, right? So they'll grab your information and it's free marketing. It's free it advertising, right? Exactly. So they'll grab it. And if I get lucky, they'll retweet it. We don't say get lucky on this show for the record. <laughs> There's no luck here. It's hard work, <laughs> right? And it does take, uh, it does take time, right? So for me, it's, 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 Wanting to give that media, again, back to what we right. talked about earlier with Twitter, it's, it's in the moment, it's now, it's what's happening. And the venues appreciate that. That was the Atlanta Marriott, right? Mm -hmm. It was with the Chamber of Commerce. Everybody appreciates that. And we live in that world where we're all our own little news station, if we will. So I can broadcast that information. It, here's what's so cool. Yeah. And as I, as I look through your feed, what is great is that it, you are you can become exactly what you just said, that your own news station, you can supply your own content. You are your own newsroom. And it's amazing how far our reach it truly is today with not a lot of work. You're doing the same thing. You would have done this whether there was social media or not. This right. is how you're going to build your business. Right. The last, what you're doing is you're just taking a little extra step and you're taking some photographs and you're posting a little bit of comment about where you are and why it's worthwhile, and it's it's growing your brand. It's mm -hmm. brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You I think you the, do a good work. You do the same thing. I think that's how we met. I was actually a student at one of your workshops. Well, uh, you know, at one of your uh, John's being nice. He was not a student. <laughs> he was sitting there. I sat networking. Front, <laughs> I sat front row, and I'm like, I'm going to take a picture of this guy, and I'm going to tweet it. And I found you on Twitter. You and did. tweeted it out, yep. and then I approached him, and the rest is history. It is. Yeah. Um, it is amazing how. And I've noticed this. Again, social media is social. 
And I, I say that a lot. It is, it is really, it helps us interact with each other. And social media has helped me meet face-to-face more people than I ever would have thought of. Well, I think as a, like that situation, real quick, if I might say, as a presenter of a workshop or a seminar or a speaker or whatever you're doing, any type of public venue, if you, if you are uh, the educator for that session, you hope somebody's going to take a picture of you. I mean, you want to document that. Well, I was thrilled you did. You know what I mean? So, I was hoping my hair looked okay. So that was really my <laughs> intent was, honestly, yes, I was a little selfish and wanting a little bit of exposure. Sure. But it really was about you. Well, and there yeah. is something here. Why tag people in a post or it, companies? So that they can get it and they can see it and they can use that content. I was at an event yesterday and I approached the gentleman and was one of the speakers. And after the thing was over, he didn't happen to have a Twitter handle, but uh, he reached out to me later on on right. LinkedIn and said, right. hey, by the way, did you did you take some pictures? Would you please send them? And I did. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're also interacting yeah. with their audience. Correct. You're activating when you when you connect, when you tag me, you activated my audience on your post so you can grow your audience for that, that singular right. post. I do some, um, I, I work on a, I help out a local high school on their uh, athletic posts and I'm always making sure that we tag the other team because that'll help grow the audience for that post. We'll make it appear higher in search results and be more active. And use hashtags, right? Hashtags. Keyword hashtags. Cons- you know, and, and, yeah. and hashtags, we, and I probably need to have a whole show about hashtags because they're such a, <laughs> such an unappreciated Everybody's art. Everybody's like, what is a hashtag? Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was the number sign, right? What did that Pound sign. <laughs> so, you know, we're wrapping up here and uh, it's very important as we're, as we're out there trying to make sure we reach as many people as possible. Uh, John, we want people to know how to find you. So how can they find you online? Well, like we said, mine's uh, the same across all uh, social media platforms. It's John McKee, J-O-H-N McKee, M-C-K-E-E, and the number 453. So John McKee 453, that's on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and that is also my .com. So John McKee453.com. That's awesome. Very smart. Uh, and for ePresence, you can find us anywhere you look. Look for ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me, because that's all about you. So thank you today uh, for joining us for How's Your ePresence. Don't forget, we broadcast live on the third Thursday of every month at 3 o'clock. That's the third Thursday at 3. And you can listen to us anytime, 24-7, by going on to Gwinnett Business Radio X. Dot com, and you can also find our shows at iTunes and download them to your to your iPhone, and you can listen to them as you're driving to uh, to North Carolina, as I will be doing so next week for Thanksgiving. For more about ePresence, you can find us at ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me because it's all about you. You can also search for us on any social media using the word ePresence. And until next time, and for my absent colleague Deborah Deeser, who'll be back next month, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been. How's your e-presence on Business Radio X?